This episode is brought to you in part thanks to some of our amazing partners like LMNT. LMNT makes the best electrolyte product on the market. In fact, I've actually started drinking my LMNT each and every morning before I have coffee so as to optimize my circadian biology, make sure that I'm hydrated, and make sure that I'm getting ahead on my water intake throughout the day and not reliant on stimulants, but instead being somebody who's reliant on hydration and the proper balance of minerals and electrolytes. If you want to feel your best all day, mentally and physically, it's imperative that you stay hydrated. LMNT provides a balanced ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium to support brain and body hydration. This combination of electrolytes improves health, performance, body and brain performance, mind you, helps to reduce cramps and soreness and get you more hydrated. There's no sugar, LMNT is sweetened with stevia. It's perfect for exercise and perfect for the sauna because the flavors are natural, tasty, delicious, and not overpowering. And if you're like me, you'll use them multiple times a day across your training sessions to get hydrated early to replenish after sauna use. And again, it's not just me. LMNT is the official sports drink of Team USA weightlifting, and it's used by athletes in the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, as well as athletes like you and I looking to take your fitness to the next level. My favorite flavors are definitely the raspberry and citrus. When I put a box together, I try to load up on raspberry and citrus. And when you put your box together, you can get a free sample pack containing all of Element's amazing flavors like mango chili, citrus, raspberry, orange, and more. To get access to this free gift with purchase, scroll down to the show notes and check out using the special link for Dynamic Dialogue listeners. This episode is brought to you in special part thanks to our awesome partners over at Ice Barrel. If you're like me, you want to get the absolute most you can out of your fitness and out of what it is that you're doing in life. I like to make sure that I'm recovering well and prepped for hard workouts. I like to make sure that my cognition is sharp, and I like to make sure that I'm doing what I can to maintain my long-term health. And cold water immersion is a phenomenal tool I use and I have used for a while to help me do this. Cold water immersion or taking ice baths is a great way to improve your recovery and performance. Just a few short sessions a week can really make a difference in how you recover. It can increase and improve your heart rate variability. It can enhance performance. It improves mood and brain function. It also provides an awesome boost of energy and focus because when you hop in an ice bath and you get this amazing vasoconstriction effect and your body starts releasing epinephrine and norepinephrine, it kind of lets you re-enter the world awake, energized, excited, and enthused. And I would much rather take an ice bath in the mid-afternoon, especially if I had a hard training session in the morning, than consume more caffeine. Ice Barrel allows me to do this in a super sleek, aesthetically pleasing packaging. It's a beautiful barrel that comes with a matching lid for keeping the ice cold and water inside clean, a nice step-up stool, a cover. It's portable and durable, and it comes in a beautiful matte black and a gorgeous tan. I have the matte black out on my patio, and I absolutely love the way it looks with the fencing I have around the yard, but you can put this inside, outside, on the front porch, on the back porch, in the side yard. It's quite portable. It's very durable. Like I said, the design is super, super sleek, and it's very easy to drain to make sure that you are only getting in to 
cold, clean water designed to help you improve your performance, improve your recovery, enhance the way your brain feels and functions throughout the day. This is an amazing one-time cost tool that once you have it, you use it a couple times a week. It is one of the best investments you can make in your health. And again, if you want to improve your cognition and performance and you have those midday lulls or you want to be more present for your family or for your friends when you get off of work and you don't want to caffeinate, temperature modulation like ice baths or cold exposure or sauna, heat exposure can be really valuable for increasing that subjective sense of well-being and bringing you back to a place of alertness in a really chaotic world. It's also great for just cultivating resilience. I find I'm much tougher. Again, this is a more anecdotal thing, but I find that I am much tougher, ready to face the day's tasks when I am consistently exposing myself to the elements. Call it bromeopathy, call it anecdote, but I will tell you one thing is for sure, cold water immersion has made a huge difference for my health and well-being in just a few short sessions a week. And Ice Barrel is the sleekest, best looking, cleanest, and most affordable way to do it reliably. You can head over to icebarrel.com slash Danny to take advantage of their 100% satisfaction guaranteed with again, a 30-day money back guarantee and save 125 bucks on your Ice Barrel using the promo code Danny. So again, icebarrel.com slash Danny and check out using the promo code Danny to save 125 bucks. This podcast has some awesome partners, and one of my favorite, of course, is Legion Athletics. Legion is my go-to supplement manufacturer for what I like to call my big rock supplements. This would be my protein powder, my pre-training formula, my post-training formula and creatine, and my kind of ancillary vitamins and micronutrient protection. So why do I like Legion so much? What sets them apart? It's quite simple. Legion uses all natural ingredients. All the formulas include natural coloring and natural sweeteners. No artificial sweeteners, just stevia. And every single formulation, be it a pre-workout or a vitamin, contains clinically effective dosages of ingredients shown to work in humans in clinical research supported by robust trials. No filler, just legit ingredients in each and every formulation proven to work. The whey protein isolate is so light, it's fantastic, it mixes in water, it tastes amazing, and I drink it every day, even as somebody who's lacking lactose intolerant. That's just how high quality this whey protein is. And it's sourced from Irish dairy cows that are raised well, eat their natural diet and packaged in climate friendly packaging. I love their plant protein too. For those of you who like something that's a little on the thicker side and you aren't a fan of animal products. Also, I love Legion's pre-workout, but specifically the pre-workout that does not contain caffeine. That would be their stim-free pulse. I'm a huge, huge fan of beta alanine and L-citrulline, but I don't like taking in wildly high amounts of caffeine. So if you are somebody who likes pre-workout with caffeine, you can try pulse. Or if you like it without caffeine, because you maybe want to enjoy your morning coffee or monitor your caffeine consumption, try the pulse stim-free. My favorite flavors there for sure are the new grape and the amazing, amazing tropical punch. As for my creatine, I get that from Legion's Recharge, five grams each and every day. I take it on the days I train as well as the days I do not because Recharge also contains L-carnitine, which can help with promoting muscle recovery and decreasing soreness, as well as some ingredients to help with creatine utilization. And of course, my favorite supplements for my ancillary micronutrient health are Legion's Multivitamin and Legion's Greens Powder. 
Not only do these two products contain a ton of high quality vitamins and minerals, they also contain unique adaptogens like KSM 66 ashwagandha and reishi mushroom, which I like to take each and every day to promote my health. If you want to cover all your bases with a high quality protein, creatine, post-workout, or the ancillary micronutrient health stuff like greens, powders, and multivitamin, I encourage you to go over to legionathletics.com and check out using the promo code Danny. That'll save you 20% on your first order and you'll You'll rack up points that you can use the same way as cash every time you use the code and you'll also be supporting the show. Welcome in everybody to another episode of the Dynamic Dialogue podcast. Today we're going to have a few discussions about a variety of different topics based on some of the stuff you guys have been asking, commenting, or just general trends I've seen in fitness, especially looking at things over the course of the last month. It is the first of the month, so I would love to do a little housekeeping as well, but more generally talking about glute growth, good strategies for good uh, for glute growth. Uh, cryotherapy seems to be back. This is the cold rooms that drop below 200 uh, plus degrees Fahrenheit. They get extremely cold. Uh, breath work, talking a lot about breath work specifically for regulating the nervous system, for regulating your acute and kind of current sense of well-being, what that could do for uh, you as a mindfulness practice, breathwork, breathwork apps, uh, just general breathwork culture is all the rage these days. So we can chat a little bit about that. Uh, and then also looking at Logan Paul, perhaps social media and YouTube's uh, one of the premier stars of the kind of YouTuber culture, Logan Paul, Mr. Beast, uh, people like this. He has a new product on the market, not, not that new, uh, but it's Prime Energy Drink. We'll discuss what's in it, whether that may or may not be worth your time. I have an interesting take on that that I think you'll like to hear. Uh, so getting into those things, but first we'll do a little housekeeping. I'd love to chat fitness, what's going on in fitness and the fitness and health industry. Uh, I think one storyline has absolutely dominated recently. Uh, and, and this would be, you know, in general culture, maybe not fitness specific culture, but health culture. And that is the obesity drugs uh, they're not all GLP ones, but GLP one like drugs like Manjaro, which isn't even a GLP one, uh, semeglutide, trizepatide, these weight loss drugs that you've heard of the most common trade name for, uh, semeglutide is Ozempic. You've probably seen it. There's a ton of discussion going on right now about Ozempic as these drugs have more recently been cleared for use in children, which raises a tremendous amount of, uh, of discourse, both uh, cultural and political discourse. I don't think we're, we've ever been in a more uh, definitively partisan period uh, in our politics, and I don't think we've ever had a more split opinion on the, um, let's call it the faith in our institutions that would oversee pharmaceuticals has never been more inflamed. I'll put it that way. So I want to, I want to tread gently on this and just take a look at, at what we have here. We have got a drug that can help with obesity. I've seen it. I've had clients who've used Ozempic, Wegovy, 
trazepatide. I have never had a client who's used Monjaro, but I've seen tremendous results when people incorporate these drugs. And the way they work is they they really do reduce your appetite substantially. Uh, they can make food move through the digestive system more slowly so you feel fuller longer. And they definitely have a satiating effect at the brain level. Like there is absolutely no denying that the mechanical digestion effects are playing a role, but people genuinely report being averted to foods, uh, averted to alcohol. They, they, they don't feel hunger when they likely should. Like you, you can know a person's natural hunger satiety signals like, oh, they eat about this often. They get hungry if they don't eat with you know this much time between meals. You start them on these drugs and they notice rapid and quite, quite poignant changes in appetite, specifically downward. So people eat less when they take these drugs, period, end of story. As many of you know, the key to losing body fat in the long term is to be in a calorie deficit. Now, uh, I'll say this before we continue. I'm no physician. I'm no doctor. So I'm not going to make any recommendations as to whether you or your children should take these compounds. I will just speak to obesity more generally. So over 40% of Americans are obese. Obesity as a condition does increase your predisposition for secondary health conditions like cancer, cardiovascular disease, and stroke. Not all people who are obese show uh, signs of being unhealthy and that they could have normal blood pressure. They could exercise regularly. They just uh, have a hard time maintaining a lower body fat percentage. And this could be because of a variety of different factors. A lot of people are making a fuss about genetics as it pertains to body fat accumulation. And while you shouldn't spend too much time wrapped up in your genetics, there is absolutely no point in denying that there are genetic components to exercise expenditure, non-exercise activity expenditure, to appetite, to food reward, so as to say that there could be two individuals who have the exact same environment, uh, the exact same exercise habits, uh, but different food reward uh, predispositions, genetically speaking, and one will be much more likely to be obese. That isn't to say that you have genetics that confine you to be heavy or overweight not to say that at all. Uh, you still have a ton of agency and autonomy to change your body weight if you're willing to change things about your behavior. But some people might have a harder time with that because of these genetic factors. So once you bring kids into the equation and talking about can we treat kids with these drugs that help adults, uh, things get a lot more sensitive. And one thing I'll say for sure is it does look like this drug would only be prescribed um, in adjunct to lifestyle and food behaviors that are proving to be implemented already and not fruitful. So it doesn't seem like people are going to be able to take their kids to the doctor, get this drug, not have them exercise. Seems like you got to be already working on those behaviors and them not working well enough. And then you have to, you have to be able to say, look, definitively, we know that if a kid's obese, they're going to stay obese or be less likely to be able to uh, lose body fat. They're more likely to, to stay obese as adults. So if we can get in front of this now and help them normalize their body weight now, we'll have a better chance of helping them live at what would be considered a more normative body weight and body composition in the long run. I don't necessarily think from a morality standpoint, these drugs uh, being available for children is a bad thing as long as they're uh, divvied out thoughtfully. But that's been uh, something you guys have asked me about a lot. I think that it's a, uh, important to have an opinion about things specifically uh, in your niche. I don't think it's important to have an opinion about everything. 
I think a lot of people do. Uh, I certainly have mine, but I don't share them all. We'll get to the housekeeping in a second before we dive into the more fitness specific questions. Uh, and you might catch some of my opinions on other things, but uh, truthfully, th this drug has been probably the single most Oh, the num number one DM that I got in the last week of January and first couple days of February were about this drug, the, pre the these drugs, the classification of these drugs, who's getting them, why people can't get their hands on them, should they be approved for kids, is obesity genetic? This is a big culture war thing right now, so you're hearing about it, and I wanted to give you my two cents. With that, I'll probably record an entirely separate podcast on packing this as I learn more about it. I'm inclined to try to learn as much about this as possible because I do think it is very fascinating. I love to understand not just what it is that these drugs do. So the minute I learn enough to have a more thoughtful discussion and opinion, I will record a full podcast for you guys on just that. Uh, speaking of things fitness specific and body composition specific, a lot of you guys take protein from our amazing sponsor, Legion. And Legion has buy one, get one 40% off on grass-fed whey protein isolate. And that is about as good of a deal as you are going to find. And you can still use the code Danny to rack up even more points. This is just buy one, get one 40% off by adding them to your cart. So you can go get hooked up fat for the year with what I believe to be the best whey protein powder on the market. As the kids would say, no cap. Uh, without a doubt. Uh, lastly, in the fitness category, Elite Physique and Home Heroes have new training blocks that started on the last week of January. So by the time this episode goes live, it should still very much be in the first week of February. So you're going to get the opportunity to jump in in week one on both home programming and gym-specific programming for women's physique development. Those are two products I'm really proud of. You can engage with me in there. You can engage with the teams in there. Really good opportunity to just follow a kick-ass program for a relatively low cost, less than the cost of a cup of coffee a month, exercise tutorials. Can't miss with both of those going live. Uh, doing a little housekeeping, politically speaking, it seems like we've started a new session of Congress. Uh, Democrats have control of the Senate. Republicans have control of the House. Uh, gridlock likely to ensue there, as is typical um, when the government looks and kind of behaves the way it's been behaving. Uh, the classified document scandal thing is, is hilarious to me. It seems like the national archivist might be the most powerful person in Washington, uh, you know, finding documents in every single nook and cranny of everywhere they're looking, uh, in Joe Biden's many homes, obviously the Trump thing with Mar-a-Lago's documentation. Um, you could definitely look at some disparities there and, and how those two things were handled, but not entirely unsurprising because there's not exactly an equivalency there. The documents were refused to be returned by one party. Um, and then, you know, oh my gosh, I found six documents in my house, you know, and then they find them in Mike Pence's home. I think they found them just about anywhere's home, anybody's house, but Barack Obama at this point, you know, they're finding, uh, you know, I think there's now been multiple former presidents who have these classified documents. So that's been kind of a funny, goofy scandal in politics. And then with economics, I know a lot of you get your, uh, news pretty quickly from podcasts. So I figured I'd filter this through at the beginning of every not every month, uh, economics, Fed did have its lowest basis point hike here uh, at 0.25%. That was about 40 minutes ago. And I thought that was interesting because there were four consecutive months of 75 basis point hikes uh, to the federal rate, uh, federal funds rate. What we're looking at when the Fed hikes uh, inflation or, or when the Fed is trying to fight inflation, it's going to hike the federal funds rate. 
they call these rate hikes. It's just raising the interest rate. And the reason I bring it up is there's a ton of uh, economic disaster porn everywhere you look. Oh, recession, recession. Everything's going down the shitter. It's going to be terrible. And I'm not here to tell you it could or it couldn't. Uh, this isn't financial advice in any capacity. This is just my opinion. But we had four consecutive months of 75 basis point hikes, a month of 50 basis point hikes in December. And here in January, only a quarter of a basis point, so 0.25. So we had 0.75 for a while, 0.5 for a month, now 0.25. So this might be indicative of the Fed backing off on the interest rate raises, which is generally a sign that they might think they have inflation under control. And I think a lot of people are concerned financially about inflation, and I don't necessarily blame them because it sucks and nobody should have to deal with the inflationary uh, pressures that we've had to deal with both in the United States and globally. Um, uh, well, I shouldn't say nobody should. We're fortunate enough to live in a, uh, in the United States anyway with a ton of economic security. But, you know, it's been a pretty uh, compressive and uh, in, in uh, let's call it inflamed tip time. So to see that come down, that's very encouraging. And the job market being hot with that, uh, lots of jobs uh, available, a lot of tech layoffs, so maybe a reshuffling of the deck here, a little bit of a white collar recession. Uh, if you do work in tech, uh, I'm sorry. I know I'll, a number of the of people who followed me were laid off uh, in these most recent tech way off, layoffs. So w wishing you all the best there. And I think that kind of does it for the housekeeping. Uh, I'll get into the Jake Paul stuff last so we don't spend too much early time on pop culture here. But let's talk about glute growth. And this was inspired by a question from Katie Lippman. And she asked, if I'm trying to grow my glutes, is two glute-focused sessions a week enough? Do I need more? And I, I think two glute-focused sessions in the gym meaning two sessions where you're going to go in and you're going to train your legs, but you're going to particularly look to train movements that hit the glutes within that leg day. So not just doing leg extensions and lying hamstring curls. You're going to go do some Romanian deadlifts, some hip thrusts, some squats, some lunges, some leg presses, uh, specifically biasing the glutes with the execution bias of like, hey, I want to hit my glutes. I'm thinking about my glutes. I'm trying to perform this exercise in a way that hits my glute more if it's something like a lunge or a squat, right? Uh, and what I've seen 10 years doing this and helping girls grow their glutes, right? Whether they're bigger girls, smaller girls, shorter girls, taller girls. I've helped a lot of girls build their glutes a lot of different ways. But the one thing that rain, remains pretty true outside of the rep ranges we're using, the intensifiers this, that, that we might be adding or not adding, the movement selection based on the client is we're going to train glutes at least twice a week. I think three times a week is the sweet spot. And I do have some opinions about how that third session should look. I do think you should do two hard sessions that are focused on progressive overload, mechanical tension, um, the accumulation of volume on big lifts that you progress over years. It's the only way to build muscle, period. But that third session, and this is something that I borrowed from Brett Contreras, who I think has done a fantastic job of helping women develop glutes over many, many years. Uh, and, and he's been doing this longer than I have, both in person 
And with his written work and a lot of the content he's created, he, he believes in this concept of penalty free volume. Um, and this would be lower intensity volume, oftentimes done with bands, oftentimes done with body weight work, oftentimes just a, a third session that just has a lower penalty, meaning it's not as intense. And so while I don't believe in just doing a shit ton of band work, I do think that can sometimes be inefficient. I do think it works well for, for women who have a particular sensitivity to metabolic pathways for uh, hypertrophy, meaning like they just respond well to high reps and metabolite accumulation. They tend to grow well from that. Um, you know, I think a third session, two really hard sessions, and then a third session where you have some glute volume that's not as intense and maybe not as much axial loading. So things like lighter weight hip thrusts, uh, a little bit of band work, some lunging in, in deep uh, lengthened positions for the glutes, step ups that aren't necessarily loaded, um, lots of, uh, you know, uh, uh, shortened position work like back extension work. Uh, having a day there when you have two other days that are really heavy and really progressive and, and focused on being closer to failure can be awesome. So I'd say two to three is definitely the sweet spot. If you can do two and not three, definitely do two hard progressive ones. If you can do something closer to three, um, I definitely keep that third day a little lighter. And if you're trying to do something where you're, you know, maybe doing it every day and micro dosing it, uh, a lot of people are into that right now. I, I've, I've never really deployed this tactic, but I'm not going to say it wouldn't work. Uh, I definitely would do more metabolite and band work if you're looking to add additional sessions, stuff that won't really have the opportunity to develop a lot of crossover fatigue. Okay, this, this question, uh, is cryotherapy as good as cold plunges from Lexi? Marshar. And again, these are all from Instagram. So if you guys want to have your question featured on the podcast, or you want to kind of be the catalyst for discussion here on the podcast, you want to hear me talk about something. This is a great way to do it. Um, I think this just generally opens up a discussion about cold water immersion, cold temperatures, hypertrophy, and more. So uh, is cryotherapy as good as a cold plunge? Well, let's start there. The, the answer is actually pretty simple. I, I don't think it is. I think it's a lot more cost prohibitive, right? There are many low to zero cost options for ice bathing. I like a premium option. I like the ice barrel because it stays colder a lot longer. It's more practical. It looks really, really good. It's super easy to clean. I can jump in there whenever the hell I want, never having to worry about filling up the water. I did like trash can ice baths. I did bath uh, bathtub ice baths. That shit sucks. It sucks. Every time you get in the ice tub ice bath, you freaking overflow it and it rolls out into your damn house and then you have to drain it and refill it and it's super inefficient. The trash can thing is kind of gross. And if you buy one just for that, they bend insanely easy. They don't hold up really well at all in the heat. They leach a shit ton of microplastics because it's like super low quality plastic. So ice barrel works for me as like the best low cost option for cold water immersion. You get the barrel, you fill it with ice water. It stays cold for a long ass time. You replace it maybe once a month, clean it pretty good with a sponge inside out. You don't need to use detergent or soap. And honestly, if you live anywhere where it gets cold at night and you need water below only about 60 degrees to start to get these effects, you can just keep it full and dip in whenever the hell you want. I do it all the time to just kind of rejuvenate myself, but I don't do it for long periods of time. Okay. We'll get to that in a second, but uh, cold water immersion has been shown in at least one study that I've mentioned before on the podcast. I'm going to try to find it in my notes right now um, 
to be more effective than cryotherapy. So cryotherapy is usually something that you'll have to buy access to like a specialty gym slash gym spa to really have access to. And a lot of those memberships get steep. I know people who are paying multiple hundred dollars a month to do cryotherapy. And I don't think cryotherapy is ineffective. I'm not going to say that it doesn't work. I'm just saying for uh, metrics like recovery of muscle tissue and reduction in muscle inflammation, as far as I'm aware and based on the most recent research that I have seen, I'm of the school of thought that not only does cold water immersion work better and not only does cold water immersion appear to be more cost effective, I also just think more generally it's so much more practical to do it at your house really, really quickly than it is to go somewhere. And the number one thing with all of these, uh, you know, health promoting behaviors, analogs, whatever you'd like to call it, right? Um, You got to actually do them. So if there's too much friction in the way, you're not going to do it. And if you have to get up and go somewhere, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Like people say that about the gym all the time. And you might be in the habit of going to the gym, but you're definitely not in the habit of driving to the cryotherapy spot. So doing your cold water immersion at home, I think is going to be really, really effective for driving the same effects, probably more effective. That study I mentioned is from Abadia, Lamblin, and Delacroix. It's recovery from exercise-induced muscle damage, cold water immersion or cold plunges versus whole body cryotherapy. The study is from the, you can find it in the International Journal of Sports Physiology and Performance. It was published in March of 2017. And the results showed that a there's a moderate effect in favor of cold water immersion, okay, compared to cryotherapy. Soreness was lower 48 hours after exercise. Uh, the, the soreness was lower in the cold water immersion group, and the perception of recovery, meaning how you felt, was actually better in the cold water immersion group, okay? So we know cold water immersion demonstrates lower soreness and higher perceived recovery two days after exercise. They looked at two intervals specifically, 24 hours after exercise as an interval and 48 hours after exercise and cold water immersion outperformed cryotherapy in both. So for me, it's a no brainer. What about for building? And that's for exercise recovery, feeling like you're not super sore all the time, helping your muscles deal with excessive inflammation. This can be very valuable if you're new to exercise and looking to recover. We'll talk again, like I said, in a second about dosing this and, you know, whether or not it's going to kill your gains, because that's a question I get all the time. What's going on, guys? Coach Danny here, taking a break from the episode to tell you about my coaching company, Core Coaching Method, and more specifically, our one-on-one, fully tailored online coaching program. My online coaching program has kind of been the flagship for core coaching method for a while. Of course, we do have PDF programming and we have app-based programming, but if you want a truly tailored one-on-one experience with a coach like myself or a member of my coaching team, someone who is certified, somebody who has multiple years of experience working with clients in person online, somebody who is licensed to provide a macro nutrition plan, somebody who is actually good at communicating with clients because they've done it for years, whether that be a be via phone call, email, text, right? This one-on-one coaching program is really designed to give you all the support you need with custom training, 
designed for you, whether you're training from home, the gym, around your limitations and your goals. Nothing cookie cutter here, as well as easy to follow macronutrition programs that are non-restrictive. You'll get customized support directly from your coach's email or they'll text you or they'll WhatsApp you. We'll find the communication medium that best supports your goals as well as provides you with the accountability and the expertise you need to succeed, as well as biofeedback monitoring, baked-in accountability support, and all of the stuff that you need from your coach when you check in. We keep our rosters relatively small so that we can make sure you get the best support possible. But you can apply today by going over to corecoachingmethod.com, selecting the online coaching option, and if we have spots available, We'll definitely reach out to you to see if you're a good candidate. And if we don't, we'll put you on a waiting list, but we'll be sure to give you the best shot at the best coaching in the industry. So head over to corecoachingmethod.com and apply for one-on-one coaching with me and my team today. Hey, everybody, but I have a favor to ask you. If you're a regular listener or somebody who gets value out of this podcast, somebody who's learning from me on your health and fitness journey, whether you're a trainer, a high-level athlete, or you're just getting started, other people need this kind of advice. And the best way for you to help me grow the podcast is to take a little bit of time, literally one to two minutes max, to leave a rating and review on the app that you listen to your podcasts on. The majority of you probably listen on an iPhone and you probably listen on Apple Podcasts, but many of you listen on Spotify. Both platforms allow you to leave a quick, easy review. And if you could leave me a five-star review plus a short one to two sentence blurb about what you like, not only will it help more people reach the podcast, it will help me to continue to refine what it is I bring you each and every week. Thanks so much for doing this. It means the world to me. It helps me achieve my dream of helping more people live a healthier life. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, taking a break from the action to tell you about one of our favorite New sponsors, Underdog Fantasy. If you're like me, you love sports. Sports was actually how I got into fitness in the first place. And one of my favorite things to do when I'm not working out or working with my clients is watch and engage in sports with my friends. Underdog is the best fantasy sports app out there for best ball and for pick'em. If you like football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, WNBA, UFC, boxing, Underdog has something exciting for you. You can bet on your favorite teams. You can bet on your favorite players in the easiest and simplest way to engage at a higher level with sports. It's so much fun to be able to do a pick em with a player from the NBA team I like and from the NFL team I like. Do you think LeBron James is going to have more or less than 22 and a half points? Do you think Steph Curry is going to make more or less than four and a half threes? Whether or not you are an avid sports fan or you just like sports recreation, Underdog Fantasy is an amazingly fun way to engage with sports, to take your sports watching experience to the next level. And ladies, if you like sports, but you don't love them, but your man does, make an Underdog account, have fun with him. I promise you it will bring you guys closer together. It is an absolute blast. I do it all the time with my friends and my family. It's simple. It's easy to understand. With Pick'em, you can pick two players to three times your entry, three players to six times your entry, four players to five times, 10 times your entry, and up to five players to 20 times your entry. So you pick five players on your favorite teams. You pick the stat line over or under, bet five bucks, win 120x your money. So many cool ways to play. There's also best ball as we get closer to fantasy where you can draft teams against your friends or against other people on underdog for your shot at 
millions of dollars in prizes. This is definitely one of my favorite things to do when I am playing or watching sports. I love Underdog, and you can go to the App Store today, download Underdog, enter the promo code DANNY, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. You'll have a blast playing Underdog all season long. Back to the action. One of the biggest reasons I like to do cold water immersion at home, because it's super practical, is to give myself a boost and kind of a jolt in the mid-afternoon hours. Many of you know I wake up early and I start drinking water and LMNT for the first 90 minutes, so I get electrolytes, salt, magnesium, potassium into the system, but not caffeine. I like to give my brain about 90 minutes to boot the adenosine out, the uh, compound that essentially accumulates over the day and makes you fatigued, coffee, uh, tea, compounds that contain caffeine that we drink in the morning, that, oh, I need to have my coffee, I need to have my, my tea. Um, they have caffeine. Caffeine binds to the adenosine receptor. And so, you know, if your adenosine receptors are open and, and kind of receptive, no, you know, obviously, uh, they would have a greater affinity for that caffeine. But with the first 90 minutes of being awake, you're not going to have a lot of open receptors. That adenosine is still kind of bound there. Movement, exercise will kick it out. So uh, my assumption, and this is a Twitter exchange I actually had with Andrew Huberman. I think he responded to a tweet of mine specifically about this, was if you wake up early and train, caffeine right away is probably going to have a greater effect because training is going to boot adenosine out. So some days I have caffeine immediately upon waking. Most days I don't. So I train without caffeine early. Well, later in the day I have caffeine because my adenosine receptors are open about 90 minutes after, but I don't want to have caffeine all day long. So what do I do? Well, anytime after 12 that I feel like I need a little bit of caffeine or I need a little bit of a boost. And I love doing this. Fortunately for me, I get the opportunity to do this. I jump in my ice barrel and I totally, totally, totally feel a huge lift a huge boost with 30, 60, 90 seconds in the ice barrel. And I think if you want to maximize your muscle growth, doing 30, 60, 90 minutes a few times a week in the ice barrel is not going to hurt you. I haven't noticed any reduction in muscle size since I've been doing the ice barrel regularly. And I've been doing it for a, quite a while now, multiple months. So I haven't noticed any reduction in my gains. If anything, my body composition is better and my recovery is better. I put ice in there, so I drive the temperature down pretty low. But the longest I can be in there, the longest I can be in there is like three minutes. And I wouldn't do three minutes like five days a week. I think once you get over like 10 minutes uh, weekly, you're starting to push it. And that's kind of how I look at this stuff. I look at sauna the same way. I like sauna to be about an hour a week. And I like my cold exposure to be sub 10 minutes a week. Anything beyond that, I think you're, you're starting to reach diminishing marginal returns. Now, you could do more cold exposure longer if you're not worried about muscle growth. If you're worried about just cultivating mental toughness and optimally recovering and not being sore, I bet you could do five-minute sessions every day. No problem. No problem. But if you want to optimize for muscle growth, optimize, maximize it, I wouldn't do more than 10 to 12 minutes a week. Totally arbitrary figure, not pulling any studies or literature to back that up. I do believe I've heard a number of things uh, specific to that time frame that I'm probably regurgitating here, but I can't say definitively. But I keep it a little bit lower. And then again, if you want to do a long session, you can do one long session. You want to do a couple short sessions, you can do a couple short sessions. Another really great point to make here before we pivot, never seen a big dude in the NFL jacked as shit 
genetically could also be using steroids. Never seen a big dude that does lots of ice baths actually lose gains. I think a lot of that fear might be overblown. And I know so many jack dudes who ice bath pretty regularly and they don't look to be any smaller or any show any signs of reduced hypertrophy. So while I do think you can see it in a more acute setting when it's been studied, uh, I don't know to what degree hypertrophy is blunted uh, writ large. So I wouldn't be super duper stressed about adding in ice baths. Okay, next kind of pivot here is discussing breath work. This was inspired by a, a question from Sim Rands underscore over on Instagram. The question is, what are the best ways to improve breath work? So just like the best way to get better at lifting is to lift and the best way to be get better at golf is to go to the driving range and hit the golf ball. The best way to get better at the breath work and the ways to improve your breath work are through doing breath work. A very popular book, Breathe by James Nestor, uh, really just blasted and put breath work onto the scene. A lot of uh, another mention for Huberman today, but a lot of people in the mindfulness space like Sam Harris or anybody who's big into meditation like Jay Shetty, people who are big into the nervous system like Andrew Huberman. These are huge influencers in the health and fitness space uh, and the health and wellness and productivity and, and personal development space. Huge audiences, huge reach. People that just the three of them have influenced probably millions of people to consider breath work and mindfulness. So breath work's really big right now. And I think that breath work specifically can be beneficial for automating the, the nervous system or having more control over your nervous system, being able to basically flip a switch and say, I'd like to use breath work to help myself relax by focusing on big, deep nasal breaths where I get a lot of rib cage expansion. You know, I'm not, bre I'm breathing into my stomach. You know, the, these tips that you see people talk about, I'm going to do a box breathing protocol. I'm going to do a, you know, put my hands on my stomach, try to belly breathe. These are breath work goals, breath work tactics that essentially help you shift your nervous system from being either at baseline or in a sympathetic or aroused state to a parasympathetic or more relaxed state. And a lot of people do this because they're anxious, because they want to perform better, they want to find flow. And I think there's a lot, a lot here. It's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, there's no there there. It's just, nah. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It's a big nothing burger. Like alkaline water, for example. The health fad that is just stupid. Breath work as a as a quote unquote health fad is is very, very exciting. It has a lot of uh, what I believe to be unique promise and potential. So I would definitely, definitely encourage you to look into breath work. I'm certainly no expert on it. I think the best way to start, and you can do this if you're listening in the car right now, is with simple box breathing. Try to do this for two to five minutes consecutively while you focus on the road. Uh, but I'll guide you through it here. If you're walking and listening to me with the dog while you walk the dog, I know a lot of you do that. Um, you can do that. You can do this, but essentially a, a nasal breath in, a controlled pause and hold of that breath deep in the belly if you can, followed by a slow exhale through pursed lips for four seconds at each interval. So four of these would make a box. So a four-second inhale, a four-second hold, a four-second pause, and then a four-second pause. Okay, so four seconds in through the nose, four seconds hold in the belly, four seconds out 
through the nostril, four seconds to gather before repeating is a typical way box breathing is done. And you can do that, like I said, for two to five minutes consecutively. I'm not going to guide you through a meditation. This isn't that podcast. Um, and I think you'll notice a, a, a small increase in your subjective relaxation and this would be, of course, you know, getting into a more parasympathetic state. There's so many more advanced techniques than that, and I just don't know enough about them. But if you are interested in managing your anxiety, having better control over your nervous system, I would definitely look into breath work. There's a lot of there there. Okay, last uh, thing to talk about today is Logan Paul's energy drink. Uh, this is Prime. This question was inspired by Polo Greco over on Instagram. Question was, what's up with Logan Paul's energy drink prime. Is it a good option for hydration? So this is marketed as it is the official sports drink of the UFC. So that's a pretty big deal. There's two products that they sell. They sell prime energy, which appears to be an energy drink, uh, and they sell prime hydration. Okay. So prime energy drink comes in a can, comes in lemon, lime, orange, mango, blue, raspberry, tropical punch, strawberry, watermelon. It is backed by one of the biggest influencers. So this is going to get into your hands, your stores, your kids' hands. You're going to see this. So prime energy drink contains zero sugar. It's marketed as vegan. It does have 300 milligrams of electrolytes, which is not terrible. And it has 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is pretty high. So that's prime energy drink. Uh, what about prime hydration? So Prime's hydration drink, which I think would be more uh, of a Gatorade competitor, whereas the Prime energy drink would be more of an energy drink competitor, uh, markets itself as having 10% coconut water, BCAAs for muscle recovery, B vitamins, electrolytes, and antioxidants. But how much of these things are we getting? That tends to be the important question when we do a cost-benefit analysis and we look at should I buy this product or should I buy a competitor's product? So uh, Prime, hydration, the energy drink appears to be more straightforward. I think that's on par with a monster energy drink or a bang energy drink, a little less caffeine than a bang, but a look at the fruit punch because it's the most basic flavor, the tropical punch, uh, 25 calories. Okay. 25 calories in the energy drink. Filtered water is the number one ingredient contains citric acid. That's where they're getting the vitamin C coconut water from concentrate. That's again, 10% of the product's total volume as they market it. Dipotassium phosphate, tri-magnesium citrate, natural flavor, vegetable juice for color, sucralose. There we go. Leucine, isoleucine, valine, beta carotene, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so how many BCAAs are in this product? That's my first question. All right. Looking at this, we've got 250 milligrams. So that's actually not a lot, guys. Uh, that's a tiny amount. Uh, to put it in perspective, like... BCAAs are typically sold in like 2.5 to 5 gram servings by supplement manufacturers. Um, so that's 250 milligrams in here. That's 2,500 milligrams to get to 2.5 grams. So this is 0 0.25 grams. So this is a completely, I don't want to say completely, but pretty insignificant amount of BCAAs, particularly leucine. Leucine is like, you need about three grams to maximize muscle protein synthesis, if I remember correctly. So marketing this as having BCAAs to promote muscle growth, in my opinion, would be a little bit disingenuous. But if we say that there's BCAAs for just shits and gigs, that's probably cool. It's not enough to, to toot my horn, but it's not bad that they're in there. Looks like it has a, a pretty heavy dosage 
of B vitamins. I, I do like that it contains 835 milligrams of electrolytes. So that's pretty good. We get almost a gram of electrolytes, not a ton of sodium. Uh, here, looking at the label, only 10 milligrams of sodium. So you're getting some from that dipotassium phosphate and the trimagnesium citrate. Those are your electrolytes. Um, but I don't think they're the best kind. I'd, I'd rather do LMNT, but props to Logan Paul for getting that on here. I'm not a Logan Paul fanboy by any means. I just, I thought it was pretty interesting um, that he came out with an energy drink that contains electrolytes, B vitamins, antioxidants, coconut water, and BCAAs. I was like, oh, hey, you know, only 20 calories. If I were a parent, I would definitely rather give this to my kid than Gatorade, uh, just based on looking at it, especially the uh, full sugar Gatorades. I'd rather rock with, with something like this. Now, I know many of you are you know, big on the artificial sweetener thing. Like you want to be aware, is there artificial sweeteners in this? It does have ACE, uh, ACE K. So look into that. Just do your research there. Uh, if you're not an artificial sweetener person, this product's probably not for you. All right, guys, that does it for this episode of the Dynamic Dialogue podcast. Uh, if you liked this episode, specifically send me a DM. I've been wanting to start each month with kind of a housekeeping, more free-form episode where I just chat with you guys, the listener, because as this podcast grows, and it is crazy, this podcast is growing, guys. Each week, I'm not kidding you, I see more downloads every week, like linearly, it just goes up a little bit each week. So we're growing this thing. It's really exciting. It's really cool to have you all here and just discuss this with you. But if you like it, please share it. Help this podcast grow via word of mouth, via a five-star written in review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Little things like that make a huge, huge difference. You probably heard me say this at the end of every episode. And if you have and haven't done it yet, then gosh darn it, please do that for me. All right. Thanks so much. I'll catch you on the next one.